Running a podcast allows me to interact with people I would never usually get to meet. Most of my guests come to me in one of two ways. Either I find someone who I think has something great to add, or they come to me via an external request. You know, their agent reaches out, or sometimes they reach out, um, and they suggest a guest who's a good fit for sales skills on the podcast. So today we have Paul Ross, who's a sales trainer, um, a speaker, and a hypnotist coming in from uh, San Diego, USA. And Paul came to me from one of those external requests. So Paul is a very different guest to, to most of the guests that I've had in the past. In fact, I've got to say, I was not really sure whether to release this episode or not because he has some approaches and, and some views that I'm not 100% comfortable with. But, you know, then I thought, I'll let you, the listener, make up your own mind. I mean, nobody's, re- you know, stupid. You guys can can listen to what Paul says and, and you can take away the positives and you can probably leave the bits that you don't like uh, and leave them alone. So... In this show, we chat about influence and persuasion. Paul has a number of words that he uses, or four words that he uses, which he says makes it easier for our prospects to relate and comply, so we talk about those. He provides some commentary on why being authentic, in his mind, is a a load of bullshit, and some really good examples uh, to back that up. We even talk a little bit about persuasion in relationships and dating. Uh, As I said, this show is a little bit different to anything I've done before. Paul also provides you with access to his book, Subtle Words That Sell. There's a link in the show notes and also a link to some free training. So if you if you have a listen to the episode, you'll see that that's shared towards the end. So I'm Mark McGuinness, and this is the Best of Sales Skills Podcast. Thank you for listening. Paul Ross. Welcome to the Best of Sales Skills Podcast. Thanks for coming on the show. You're very welcome, man. Before we explore this world of hypnotic persuasion and sales together today, I just want to invite you, my host, to ask all the questions that naturally arise when a great interview is taking place. Wow, Paul, that's a great introduction. So you're the author of a book called Subtle Words That Sell. Subtitle is the most interesting part. Subtitle words that sell or subtle words that sell? <laughs> How to get your prospects to convince themselves to buy and add top dollars to your bottom line. How to get your prospects to get themselves to buy. Oh, man, I, I want to buy this book already. All right. All right. So you, you're a sales trainer, speaker, and a master hypnotist. Mm-hmm. So why don't we explore that? But just so everyone gets a bit of context, where are you coming up? Where are you coming in from? What part of the world are you at today? I'm in lovely San Diego, California, America's finest city, home to a naval base and the Marine Corps recruitment camp, which is means that in the event of a war, we're going to have 50 nuclear warheads pop right on us by the Chinese and the Russians. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Good stuff. So uh, I hadn't thought about that. Um, um, I might try not to. So the good thing about being down in Sydney in Australia, Paul, is you're right. Most of the nuclear arms are going to head your way. I think they'll yeah. they'll, they'll forget about us. Yeah, um, likely. <laughs> so tell me about the hypnotist hypnotist thing. Like when that's a so sales trainer speaker. I get that they come together well. They fit together. And hypnotist. That's a pretty odd combination. How? how wh- wh- where does that well, fit in? Well, on the surface, it may seem odd, but if you were to stop 
and take a deep breath as you go into the place in your mind where you're open now to new learnings, you might joyfully and naturally easily recognize that, in fact, they're quite related. Because if you think of hypnosis as putting someone to sleep and commanding them to do something against their will, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about communicating in a way where you open up the person's unconscious mind. People don't really make our decisions rationally with a conscious mind. They make it for emotional reasons on the unconscious level. We all know this to be true. As an example, have you ever had the experience of, did you ever just find yourself falling in love? Well, of course. Did you ever just find yourself falling out of love and kicking yourself for not listening to your friends about all the red flags your ex-partner was throwing down? Uh, I think I've fallen for that a couple of times in my life. Yes. Well, that's a very hypnotic process. Just the very fact that you find yourself doing it implies that it's not happening for conscious reasons. There's all sorts of other programming going on. So for me, sales, you're never selling your product or service. You're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. And since decisions come, the important ones come from the unconscious level or subconscious, they mean the same thing fundamentally, we may as well learn to directly address that part of the mind and seed that into our sales communication. Right from the very start, all the way through the close, handling, objections, getting referrals, the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. So it all happens on the subconscious level. Yeah. Okay. So for example, one of the challenges we have as salespeople is our clientele no longer have the focus they used to have. Even if they want yep. to listen to you, they just don't. And this is, you're only going to use the audio portion. So I will say for the record, I'm holding up a smartphone, in my case, an iPhone 13. Because of this device, how many times have you checked your phone today? I'm just going to ask you, sir. Um, yeah, quite a few, probably a few times. I've, I've actually been out yes. exercising. Yes. So, but yeah. Listen, we have YouTube shorts, we have Instagram, we have Facebook Instant Messenger. Our attention spans have gotten very, very low. So you, it's very difficult to get our prospects focused. Now, I can't say in a moment, I'm going to put you into trance and you're going to focus in on every word I say. That won't work. But what I can do is something like, say, like what I said to you in the beginning. Before we begin our exploration together today of this exciting world of hypnotic communication, I'm not sure all the places you might stop and find yourself focusing in on what it is you really want to receive. But as that's taking place, may I ask one thing? May I ask that you share the questions that naturally arise when a great learning is taking place. Now, there's so many things going on there hypnotically. And there's just a few distinctions I'll draw. I didn't say ask the questions. I said share the questions. What's the distinction between asking and sharing? Um, so, you know, asking is is more direct. So you're expecting a, a response where sharing is, I, I want to use that word you said a little bit before, exploring. Sharing implies a relationship. Oh. Okay. Sharing, you share with someone who you have a relationship with. And I embedded the command, find yourself focusing. I said, I don't know all the places you'll find yourself focusing. Mm -hmm. I didn't say what they'll focus on. 
And I said, all the places, implying there'll be many places where they'll focus. So you can create states of deep focus, unconscious responsiveness in a matter of a minute or less using hypnotic language without having to drop someone into a formal trance. Get rid of the idea that hypnosis is about making someone imagine a beautiful scene and having them walk down a flight of stairs in their mind. That's rubbish. Right. Okay. All right. Well, obviously, that's what I was thinking about. Um, okay. So I, now that you've explained that, I, the, the hypnotist thing does work well with your area of expertise. So who would you normally work with when you're doing sales training and speaking, that sort of thing? Well, I've gotten very niched. I, uh, first of all, I take on three clients a quarter and I take three months of vacation a year. So it's total, usually I only work with about nine people, which means my fee is pretty high. I'm beginning to niche. I'm still taking on people who are already very successful. They're high six figures into seven figure sales, but I'm moving into a niche. In 2024, I'll be exclusively in a niche. Not yet. 2024, if you've ever seen those ads on Instagram, hey, coaches, I will teach you how to make $100,000 a month within 90 days, or I'll train you for free until you do, I'm going to train those companies, not the coaches, but those companies. I have oh, my right. first guy I work with, I improved his close rate by nearly 600%. He was getting a 13% close rate on the phone. We brought him up to 84% in 90 days. So that's what I intend to do. And I'm, I'm paid by the difference in when I start and when I end, what they do. But that's going to be in 2024. I'm still taking on clients who are doing at least a high six to seven figures who tried all the traditional methods and they're only getting incremental responses. I'm for people who want exponentially different results because they're thinking outside the box. If you're a conventional thinker or struggling, you're not for me. No offense intended. Gotcha. Okay. No, that makes sense. And just for the um, Australians and the New Zealanders, a niche in the US is what we call a niche. So we call that a niche. Yeah. Niche, niche. Niche, niche, niche. Yep. So, um, look, I, I think this is a little bit self-explanatory, but I want you to give us your perception on persuasion, influence, and, and the role that it takes here in sellers. I know you've touched on it a little bit, but why is it so important for salespeople that want to be successful to, to understand these unconscious minds or however you because again you're selling decisions and good feelings about decisions and also you're selling yourself on the biggest decision of all that you deserve to win now oh here's what i mean so beliefs can be divided into the following categories belief about what's possible for yourself belief about what you're capable of doing beliefs about your identity, who you are, and then beliefs about what you deserve. If you don't believe you deserve success, you either will limit what you can get or you'll sabotage what you do get. So I teach my clients first and foremost to take out their head trash, to get rid of their imposter syndrome. And that, again, is not done through talk, talk, rational talk. You do it through hypnotic trance and through removing negative beliefs, going back to old experiences, reframing them, that sort of thing. So you've got to sell yourself and the ability, number one, that you deserve it. And number two, you have to install the ability to learn from every experience. I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever heard the advice, just learn from every experience? Uh, yes, of course. 
Has anyone ever given you a specific process on how to do that? Uh, well, in one instance, in, co- in the instance of cold calling, uh, yes, uh, have, but beyond that, no. No. So one of the things I do is to train my clientele hypnotically how to develop a learning trance, a hyperspeed learning trance. So any experience they have, they simply go into that trance, they learn instantaneously, and in their unconscious mind, they rehearse rapid number of times how to do the behavior correctly. So you have to know how to persuade yourself. And of course, if you look at persuasion as just a subset of influence, and sales as a subset of persuasion, this even applies to dating and, dare I say, seduction. That's how I got my start as a pickup dating and seduction coach. Where I no why? <laughs> yes. Did you ever read the book The Game by Neil Strauss? Nope. No. no okay. I was one of his mentors. No, this whole pickup industry, I founded the whole thing before there was the internet in 1988. Man, that's so, that's so cool. <laughs> in fact, we developed an AI. We now have an AI, uh, speedseduction.ai, where you can go on the AI and ask it questions about dating and seduction, and it will answer as if it's me. <laughs> okay, so, so what do you say... So you've mentioned social media a couple of times, Instagram, you know, but uh, YouTube Shorts. Um, there's a lot of things, a lot of people on social media that talk about some of these persuasion strategies and influence strategies as being old school sales, and that you know we need oh. to be instead focusing on being you know our th- authentic selves and being customer focused. This is this is a load of bullshit. <laughs> Listen to me, psyops is still incredibly powerful, incredibly important. The government invests hundreds of billions of dollars in doing PSYOPs. I know someone who trains government and intelligence agencies and military to do PSYOPs. And believe me, he charges big fat fees and he's really good. So that's bullshit. First of all, the field of PSYOPs is always developing. This whole load of shit about being authentic. Usually that's just an excuse for being stuck in what's habitually you and not wanting to take a step outside your comfort zone well it wouldn't be me if i did this hey were you ever before you got toilet trained you crapped in the diaper and it wouldn't be you to learn to be toilet trained it's a load of horse hockey if by authentic you mean don't lie be honest i get it there's nothing wrong with being crafty in the service of an outcome that serves your client and you nothing wrong whatsoever so I wasn't even mean authentic. What if you're listen, if you're driving down the street and you see a cop car and the lights are and that cop is just being an a-hole to you, you want to be your authentic self would be to tell him to go uh to go, I don't know, screw himself. But do you say that or do you say yes, sir? No, sir, officer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Which do you do? I'm asking you. Yeah, it's definitely B. Yes, sir. No, okay, sir. what if you're for Christmas, your auntie knits you a scarf that's horrible? And she says, she, I won't try to do an Australian accent. She says, What do you think of the scarf? Isn't it wonderful? What are you going to say? No, this disgusting rag. I wouldn't wipe my arse with it. No, you're going to make a fuss about how great it is. If your wife comes in and says, Do I look fat in this dress? You're going to say, Honey, I can't believe how attractive you look tonight. Come over here and kiss me, you beautiful creature. <laughs> right? I made the mistake once early on 
my girlfriend at the time said, do I look fat in these pants? I said, fat is a rather cruel way to put it. Slap. I got smacked. <laughs> okay. So there you go. I love that. I love that. All right. The so- name of the game is not authentic. The name of the game is choice. Freedom to go back and forth between where you want to be and where you want to go next. Okay. So so this is the Best of Sales Skills podcast Paul, so let's get into it. Can you give us uh, some insights or some tactics, you know, to help us improve our levels of influence or persuasion? What are some of the favorite things that you tell your your um, paying clients? I love teaching how to overcome objections. I use something called a pattern interrupt. And the okay. principle behind a pattern interrupt is that people act, perceive, behave, respond, react through fixed patterns. We humans are pattern-making machines. We can't not find patterns. Even when we're not there, the brain will impose a pattern that's illusory and and not real. So if, for example, someone says, I need more time to think it over, the classic thing would be to say, well, what is it you need to think about? Or what can we clear up? So I get it. I want to get there, but first I'm going to interrupt their pattern. So let's role play. Just say to me the exact words, I need more time to think it over. Paul, I'm going to need more time to think it over. Hey, I understand completely. It's a big decision. May I ask you a question? Sure. Have you ever taken a long time to think something over and it still turned out to be a horrible decision? Uh, Maybe it's not about time. Maybe it's not about time, but about the clarity you need to recognize. You can move ahead today. So thinking about it like that, what do we need to get out on the table so you can gain that clarity and move forward. That's how you do it. First, you make them very suggestible because when you interrupt a pattern, you create a window of suggestibility through which you can guide people. And then you can do the classical, well, what do we need to clear up today? But first, make them very suggestible. Oh, I like that. I like that one. That one's a good one. I so learned that one when I was getting rejected by girls who were saying, I have a boyfriend. And I tried arguing, I tried pleading, and then one day it came to me, use the pattern interrupt. So instead, my classic answer became, now, Debbie, you don't need to convince me someone else finds you attractive. That's not how I make up my mind about you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paul, you're breaking hearts all across the USA. I'm I'm very glad glad you're not in Australia. Why Uh, not? Well, my wife might be under under, under pressure. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm an All old right. fart. I'm going to be 65, but then again, my girlfriend's 29. So there you go. <laughs> All right. What 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 else have we got? So we've got that um, the great pattern interrupt there. You know, when someone says, "I want to think it over." What other tactics have have you got that you can share for us? You've got something about. I remember I read something somewhere about you've got four words that you should say or something. At, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. We explore together, our, share, before. So what's the typical way of doing a presentation? Say, well, my name is so-and-so. My name is John Desperate, and here's my team. And today we're going to be showing you the XYZ machine. I want you to understand some of the features, and we're going to be unpacking those and the woozit and the triple sakabuku and how it will increase your blah, 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 blah. Everyone's asleep. Instead, I come out and say, hey, good morning, everyone. Before we begin our exploration together today of this solution 
that I know at some point you're going to think to yourself, this is it. I just want to request that you do one thing. Will you please share the questions that naturally arise when a great decision is being made? Now, we explore, share together. We implies a relationship. I'm not stating it. Explore. For every exploration, there must be a leader. And for every leader, there must be a... Follower? Exactly. So you're implanting the suggestion that they're your followers, not just your clients, not just audience, but followers. Within the first 15 seconds, 20 seconds, you're implanting that suggestion by implying it. Before we begin our, again, we, our, that's, that's something we're doing together, not me doing it to you or for you, but we're doing it together. Before we begin our exploration together today, do you understand? Yep, yep, yep. yep Will you yep. promise me you'll please do one thing? Will you share the questions, not ask? Yeah. So these are what I call implied relationship words, and they create the illusion, the illusion of a team and the idea, the implant, the suggestion that these people are your followers. And by it's much easier to get compliance from a follower than it is from a client or a customer or a prospect. Okay, I, 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 I get why, how that works. I love it. All right. Um, okay, and, and do you have one other that you can share? I really like the idea of being vague, of speaking vaguely. There are times okay. when you need to confuse your client. Everyone <laughs> says make the message clear. I'm saying sometimes, but sometimes be unclear. I used to work a lot with commercial real estate brokers and people like that. I made a lot of money doing it. And one of the things they would get is, well, why should we list with you? Why should we hire you on as our agent? And the typical response that my clients would give before they trained with me is to present their prospectus and how they sold this property and this property and that property. I said, no, no, that's fine. First, you need to confuse them a little bit to get them suggestible. So I taught them to say this. Well, Mr. Smith, I can't be the one to decide why you're going to do that. You're the only one who can find your own reasons to think, yes, I want to hire Paul. But thinking about it like that, let's go forward as we share just what we're able to do with some of the people in your field. Do you understand all the stuff we're being vague? I'm saying I can't be the one to say all the reasons you might find yourself moving ahead with us. Do you hear it? I'm being very vague. I'm not saying what those reasons are, when he'll discover them, why he'll discover them. I leave it very vague. And when you're vague, the unconscious mind does what we call a trans-derivational search. It's just mumbo-jumbo jargon, meaning the unconscious mind will search for all the possible meanings and apply the meaning that makes sense in that context. And since you've already established they're your follower, the meaning it will give is, yes, I'm going to move forward and hire Paul or hire whoever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you're also giving them permission to make up their own mind and remove Even though they're not. Even though it seems that way. It's like mental ventriloquism. I'm throwing my suggestions into their head. It gives the illusion that they're making up their own mind. In reality, they're not. Ah, now I'm starting to see where the hypnotist comes into it. Okay, got it. 
Well, uh, Paul Ross, I really appreciate you sharing some of these great strategies. Um, if people are listening to this today, and of course there will be, um, and they can go and do one thing differently. So if, what would you like that to be? If people go and do one thing differently ever listening to you today, what, what would that be? Stop thinking about the actions you want your clients to take and instead ask yourself what states of mind and what emotions do I want them to experience? How can I, not how can I get my clients to buy, but how can I get my clients to be hyper-focused on me? How can I create a state where they see themselves as my followers who want to comply with me? How do I create emotions of total focus so that they only are listening to me and they're not distracted? That's, and don't look at behaviors that you want them to do. Make those secondary. Instead, think what states of consciousness, what mental and emotional states do I want them in? That's the biggest distinction I could give you today. And remember, you're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. That's your real job. Decisions and good feelings about decisions. Yes. Okay. Love it. And then lastly, um, you know, people listening to this, how do they get more of Paul Ross? What's the best way for them to do that? How can they connect with you? How can they get some more of the, uh, any more of your content? You did offer something earlier on. Yes. You can get a free PDF download of my book, Subtle Words Itself, and about a 15-minute video training on crushing objections. It's all free. Go to paulrossbook.com. And if you also want to stay in the conversation, check out my podcast, theinfluencersedge.com. TheInfluencersEdge.com, we interview people who are into mind control, psyops, hypnosis, some salespeople. We've had people who have beyond top secret security clearances. They won't tell me where the aliens are, however. Uh, and yeah, so that's how to stay in the conversation and get what I've got. All right, so listeners, I'll put both of those links in the show notes. So if you're listening on your phone or whatever the case may be, you can just go straight there, tap those, and that'll take you straight to Paul's resources. So very generous, Paul. I really appreciate you coming on and also sure. for sharing those free resources with our listeners down here in uh, Australia, New Zealand, and Southeast Asia. Thanks for coming on the show, man. 